Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. twist and wind and and become about you and lord god that's what gets us excited is is speaking about our relationship with you the the power of your name the importance of your sacrifice and the fact that that lord we have a relationship with the with with you and the ability to have that relationship with you so lord god i i pray for i pray for those that are sitting in churches this morning and they don't quite comprehend what having a true relationship with you is. I pray for those that have that have kind of fizzled and, and kind of just treated church like something that it's if I have time to go, I will. If I don't, it's not that big a deal, Lord God. We pray that, that they understand the importance of a of a true relationship with you. Lord, we, we pray for the de churched and those prodigals that have that have went out and and they're doing their own thing right now. We we know you continue to woo them back. But Lord God, I believe if they can discover a true relationship with you, Lord God, that that, that solves those issues. And, and, and lastly, Lord God, we pray for the unchurched, the unbelievers, the unreached. Lord God, they have no concept of what this, this life here on earth is all about because it's all about you. So they're going through these motions of just existing. And Lord God, you have an abundance that is far beyond their greatest dreams. So Lord God, we ask that you touch their hearts and in a way that's not, that's not religion, it's not rules, it's not requirements, but it's a true relationship with you. So Lord God, in this holiday season, this Christmas season, Lord God, that that father you sent your only son into this world into this world and he he became one of us and he experienced the things that we experienced but all the while he remained 100 percent god lord we we pray that, that that more people would experience what christmas is all about lord god today we lift up those that are that are ill they're sick they have this this virus that's going around lord god we just ask that you touch lives and, and we also ask for those that are dealing with with um more substantial things health issues health problems lord god we ask that you be that comforting touch that you be that healing touch upon their lives lord there's never a shortage of things to pray about and though we live in a in a fallen world where where sickness and illness exists lord god we can look beyond that and we can look to to eternity and, and when we look to eternity we find you 
So once again, it comes back to this relationship, this true and pure relationship with you. As we celebrate Christmas, as we look look to this uh, December 25th, the date that, that on the calendar says it's Christmas today. Lord God, let us not get caught up in all the other stuff, but help us always to bring it back to you. Pray this in your name, Jesus, the mighty name of Christ, the Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, and everyone shout it out. Amen. You guys can grab a seat if you would like. Stand up if you want. I always say you can sit down, but I'm going to say, hey, if you want to stand through service, you can do that too. I'm going to stand. Um, I've sat on a stool before, um, but it just is different, isn't it? Just not the same. So thank you guys for being here. Um, we're going to, with the kids today, we're going to kind of split them up. We're, Debbie's class, no, we're keeping all the kids. We're just keeping all the kids. We're all staying in here this morning. We're we're a little lean today. I think there's just there's there's not sick people. There's sick households, right? Um, it is the season of sharing. But if you have a virus, please don't share that. So uh, we got a few announcements um, real quick that we'll run through. I don't even have slides for the announcements. That's how quickly we can go through them. Um, refuge Youth, um, the, the Wednesday night adult class and kids is, is we're kind of on Christmas break for that, but the youth, they're going to have a Christmas party this Wednesday, the 20th. It will be at 6.30. It's in the bulletin. If your kids or grandkids are of that age or go to youth, remind them to come and, and be a part of that, and that'll be, that'll be great. Let's see. Gosh, I can't even read my own writing. Oh, if you ordered a, a sweatshirt or a t-shirt, I just want to remind you that they're in the cafe. They're all labeled, so your names are on them. You just need to pick them up, pay for them, and wear them. Get them out there. So those are all back there. After the beginning of the year, we'll do another round, another sign-up round, and we'll, we'll, get those, um, with, we'll get those going. And then uh, there's a free table downstairs. It's the table you don't take, but you take what's on the table. So we got the kitchen all cleaned out and, and there was just stuff that, that um, we haven't used or we don't need. So there's two tables down there and there's a sign that says free stuff and it's closest to the back door. So it's just those two tables. Don't take stuff off the other tables. That's the stuff we need, right? There's a refrigerator down there. Don't be like, hey, pastor said it's free. Um, maybe if you want to move it out, no. We need our stuff, but there's a couple tables. There's like spices and, and uh, tableware, utensils, dishes, and all that. Um, what is not taken, we'll, we'll, we'll take it down to the to this thrift store. So, But please, feel free to go down there and rummage and look. And there just might be something that you can't live without. And guys, if you need a Christmas gift for your... For your wives, I mean, it's like, hey, I got this from the church, right? It's it's holy and and special. So so, take a tool down there if you want to. And then last week we took a special offering for um, 
we want to bless a couple of families. Um, actually, they, they've decided there's three families that we want to bless, and, and you have the opportunity to just give to that last week, and we want to extend that one more Sunday. So today, if you want to, to give, um, just so we can bless those families, there will be the usher. There'll be an usher in the back on the way out, and he'll have the little, the little bucket. Um, Fill that, or if you want to give online, if that's your mode of giving or, or whatever, just designate it to that, and we will get it to those people. That being said, um, four ways to give, like always. Again, you can designate things. The tithe, your tithe is really your 10% that just comes into the storehouse, right? The storehouse being the church, that's not what we designate, but we designate those awesome offerings. And, and God loves us when we tithe, and he loves us when we Go above and beyond and give those offerings. So you can do that online at bridgehelena.com or through our app that hopefully most all of you have on your phone. You can text it to 84321. You can use the giving boxes or you can mail it to us. We just thank you for your giving. And it's been a, it's been an, a really blessed year. Um, we had a board meeting Thursday night and, and we really talked about just how God has, has blessed this body and this church this this last year. Pretty exciting stuff and a lot going on um, and a lot of good stuff going on. So with that being said, you guys ready to, to jump in? To, to the, it, I'll, I'll warn you right now, this is... This is I, I like to structure things in a certain way and I do things in a certain way and, and, I, and I believe the Holy Spirit is involved in that, hopefully most all the time. Um, but then sometimes God nudges me and says, hey, we're going we're gonna to stretch you just a little bit and do things just a little bit different. And you'll see why that's just a little bit different this morning. But we'll pray for this message and we'll, we'll get rolling. Father, what a glorious day to be in your house. And, and Lord God, as it, it, it seems that we've come to a point where Christmas even to the Christian, is, is such a double-edged sword. We want, to, we want to worship you. We want to look to you in this Christmas season. And yet, society in this world provides us all these opportunities to just be busy. There's so many other things that we need to be doing. There's, there's parties in the name of Christmas. There's gatherings in the name of Christmas. There's shopping in the name of Christmas. And, and Lord God, if we're not careful, we can be so easily distracted. We add on top of that, Lord, all the sickness that's going around right now. And, and it just seems like a strange time of the season instead of the joyous time that it should be. So, Lord, today, those that are, are with us today, we come together in unity to glorify you, to lift up your holy name, to look to you, to celebrate what Christmas really is. So today, help us to understand, to gain a greater understanding about Christmas and and about the time that, that existed before Christmas. Holy Spirit, allow me to speak everything that you want me to in the way that you want me to speak. It shut my mouth with everything else. And I believe this to be true when I ask you not to allow anybody to leave here today the same way that they can, came in. I believe that's a prayer that you will answer every single time. So we pray this in your mighty name, Jesus, King of Kings. Lord of Lords, the reason that we're here today, the reason that we're here every Sunday. Jesus, it's all about you and everyone shout it out. Amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you guys for being here. Um, 
Next Sunday, which is actually Christmas Eve, our Christmas Eve service will be the morning service. I, I, it's funny, um, a lot of my pastor friends are under the same, like, hey, what do we do this year when Christmas Eve is Sunday? And, and it's funny, a lot of them are just saying, hey, our Christmas Eve service is Sunday morning. As we typically do a, a candlelight Christmas Eve, even the evening service, it will be this morning. So, um, are we all good? We're good. You're going to come. You guys are going to come. Bring friends, right? Invite them as you would the evening Christmas Eve. Not sure exactly what the service will look like, but I can guarantee you this. It will be biblically based and it will be about Jesus. And I hope you guys can be confident that every Sunday will, will, will be the same way. What was that? Oh. oh. So, okay. so if you guys are a regular attender here, you know that we just came out of a relatively long series on the book of Colossians. Last week we ended that series. We looked at really the second half of chapter 4. And, and it was an interesting message. It, it had a lot of good stuff in it. Now, initially... When I, when I felt like God said, hey, I, I want you to do a series on Colossians. And, and that was six months before we ever started the, the, the series. Um, I in no way, never in my mind, thought that it would be a six-month series. But I'm glad that it was, and I hope you are glad that we, we took our time on it. I hope you have allowed that to really, really challenge you and that you put into action some of those principles um, if you forgot any of those, those messages or missed them, you can always catch those on our website, on our app, or anything like that. But like anything, you get to the point, and you get to that point where it's... Uh, um, we don't have any slides. We do have slides. There wasn't. Go back to that first slide. We're not on slide. That's way off. Yes, that's what we want right there. That is exactly... So it's time to move on, and, and uh, like I said last week, moving on after six months in a series is, is somewhat like, like, like leaving an old friend, right? It was, I came in last Monday, and I'm like so ready to jump back into Colossians, and, and there's not a Colossians chapter 5, darn it. Um, but it's time to move on, and moving on is good. Today we're going to look at Christmas, and actually we're going to look at the time before Christmas. And that's, that's a little bit hard for us, I think, to comprehend that there was actually a time before Christmas. Because we became a Christian, even before we became a Christian, Christmas was always that holiday in December, right? We, it was the winter holiday that we, we celebrated. It was a great time. If you were the kind of student I was in elementary school, well, student I was ever, you always loved Christmas break. Right? Because you didn't have to go to school. It was like a mini summer break. You could go sledding. And then, and then Christmas came about and we celebrated the holiday of Christmas. We celebrated the holiday of Christmas. It's all about family, right? It's all about traditions like, like Christmas music. How many of you guys love Christmas music? Not everybody loves Christmas music, do they? I, I love like the old Christmas music, like Burl Ives and stuff. And then I love the Christmas Christian music, but like the Mariah Carey Christmas music. Ah, my ear 
fires are burning and, and those type of things. But those are traditions that we celebrate, Christmas music, putting up a Christmas tree, right? That's a, that's a, that's a tradition that we do. Giving gifts is a, is a Christmas holiday tradition. So if we give gifts, then we also receive gifts. And, and that's kind of fun to, to receive gifts. And then we have to exchange clothing sizes or those like that. So it just makes us more busy. We got Santa Claus thrown in there as, our, as, a, as a holiday Christmas tradition. And, and generally, when Christmas comes about, be honest here, we, we all tend to eat way too much, right? When Christmas comes, especially Christmas cookies. I mean, you guys love Christmas cookies. Christmas cookies are wonderful. Thank goodness they only come around one time a year, right? So we enjoy them more. But those type of things are really the, the, the holiday of Christmas. That, that's actually, it's, it's, it's odd because Christmas, the holiday, is really celebrated around the world in, in all different religions. We'll celebrate Christmas. The secular world will, will, will celebrate Christmas. It's just... It's just that time, and, and a lot of people don't even understand what it's about, yet there's something within them that they want to engage in. And though many attempt to de-Christ our Savior from the celebration, it's impossible. See, Christmas without Christ, it's, it's like, flip that slide, it's like one of those uh, veggie burgers. I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't mean to offend anybody in here, but I'm just going to preach the truth here this morning about veggie burgers, right? Because there's no one, there's no one who ever eats a veggie burger that is going to say, wow, that was the best burger I have ever had. It doesn't happen. No. They are just left with this unsatisfying. They're knowing that, that there must be more to this bland, this nasty, this, this gritty, man-made, chemically packed imitation of pure nastiness, right? It, it, it just really is. I'm, I'm telling you, we preach truth in this church. But celebrating Christmas without Christ leaves people with that same unsatisfied and, and hollow feeling. And here is what we as Christians need to understand. True Christmas, it's available to everyone. People aren't forced to eat veggie burgers. There's a choice. Am I right, Mike? If you get, if you go, but if you go and you get like Jackson Creek, they use Billmark beef fresh, and it's like hand, oh man, and they grill it up so good, and you take that first bite, and you, it tastes like beef, right? You don't even need lots of ketchup or anything, right? That's, that's available to us. Forget the veggie burgers, forget the emptiness, forget the, the, the lacking, and we need to go to the meat of the matter, right? Christmas. It's the same thing. When we try to take Christ out of Christmas, well, that's what we wind up with, right? When we put Christ back, it's satisfying. We have a craving for it. True Christmas is available to everyone. And isn't that amazing? Now, the gift of 
salvation. It's, it's wrapped in the grace of God. And, and it really has been extended to us all. And it has nothing to do with being naughty or nice. Because after all, we are all naughty and fall short of the glory of God. And that's actually a loose paraphrase of Romans 3, right? With a little Christmas twist on that. So we got, we got Santa Claus and, and we're told that he has a list of, of naughty or nice. But, but come on, guys. We have to admit we're all a little bit, a little bit naughty. Amen. Amen to that. And here's the thing. The birth of our, our Savior is, is truly what makes Christmas special and unique and fruitful. But we can never forget that there was a time it existed before Christmas. There was a time before Christmas. A long time, in fact. In fact, it was a much longer time than our current church age. See, we have a whole lot of history. Pre-Christmas history. And it's important. And that's why we, why we read the Old Testament. And that's why we look at the historical references of, 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 of pre-Christian. You know, the, the, the birth of Christ was so important. It, it, it separates B.C. To, to, to A.D., right? No, people are trying to change it. Oh, no, it's before current area. It's still the date. It's still the time that Jesus came. And all that history is still important. But even more important... There is a lot of prophecy that is held in the, in the, in the pages of the Old Testament. Biblical prophecy is, is a message inspired by God. It's a, it's a divine revelation. Peter says this in 2 Peter, but understand this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of or comes from one's own personal or special interpretation for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God see that's the true essence of true divine prophecy I think with the last election and a lot of COVID stuff we had a lot of people claiming to be prophets and claiming to speak prophecy that never came to fruition did it it's important to come back to scriptures like this. It's important to separate those two things so we understand that true biblical pro prophecy is supernatural and it's incredibly important. So we can look at the Old Testament, which is the Old Covenant writings, to see inspired divine revelation about the coming Messiah, the first coming of Jesus. And in so doing, we place ourselves in a time of anticipation and expectation and a time of yearning. We can imagine ourselves living in a time before Jesus. I think, I think if our heart is, is purely focused upon God, how can we not have those exact things? On your bulletin, you will find a, a very feeble attempt by myself of rewriting a bit of the, the cherished Christmas poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas, into something with more of a biblical slant. So, so this morning, let's, let's look at some of the prophecies and events that, that led to the first Christmas. And then we're going we're gonna to hopefully take those and we're going to relate those back into our lives and into those around us. If you have a bulletin today, you can follow along in your bulletin as Amy reads it. But, but I just ask you this, please bear with me today. 
Um, my major literary influence has come from Dr. Seuss. Um, so, yes, go ahead, Amy. Twas a time before Christmas, and all through the land, all creation was waiting for God's perfect plan. The people, the people were eager to see the great sign when the whole world would see such a wonderful time. The nations had waited long, year after year, for the chosen of God to finally appear. An angel will visit a mother-to-be, and the time will come for us to be free. They'll travel to Bethlehem, even though it is small. Out of them comes a Savior who comes for us all. The heavens will open and the shepherds will hear, Fear not, behold, I bring you good cheer. The name, his name, will be Jesus for all to adore, and yet many will deny and try to ignore. But in him, salvation is offered to all, redeeming us from Adam's terrible fall. A new life in Christ for you and for me, because Jesus came, I can be free. No long must we wait for the sun to appear. These are the truths I choose to hold dear. Now Christmas has come. It's time to receive. All, all you have to do is confess and believe. Woo, good for Amy. Good job, Amy. Oh, we love changing things around, don't we? But it, it was weird because, because I, I, I wanted to do a message about this time before before Christmas, and, and it was like all of a sudden it was, well, it was a time before Christmas, and then it just, it went off on its own little tangent from there, but I hope you enjoyed that. We're going to kind of break that down, and we're going to really see um, scripturally why this is, is more accurate than, than a lot of other Christmas stories and, and things like that. So let's see what we can, we can learn from the events leading up to the first Christmas. So we're just going to break it down. We're going to start with the first one. No, go back, back a slide. Are my slides labeled off? Or twas a time before Christmas, and all through the land, all creation was waiting for God's perfect plan. Though few knew exactly what to expect, right? It wasn't painted out exactly it was still painted out so ever since God spoke way back in Genesis 3 there was this truth that God would redeem the human race in the perfect way look at Isaiah 42 um, we got a great scripture right here Isaiah 42 run for well it's actually the whole chapter of the 42 we're gonna look at 1 through 4 behold my servant whom I uphold my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not call out or shout aloud or make his voice heard in the street. A broken reed he will not break off. And a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will not harm those who are weak and suffering. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not be disheartened or crushed in spirit. He will preserve persevere until he has established justice on earth and the coastlands will wait expectantly for his law. From this we know that the, the, the Messiah will be anointed 
with the Holy Spirit in order to perform the, the duties of redemption. Jesus Christ in his un, is, is unique to this task. No one else and nothing else can redeem us from our sins and reunite us with the Father. Amen. The world, creation itself, longed for this event of, of Christmas where Christ, the Savior, would finally make His appearance. He is the only one who, who brings justice to the nations, meaning that, that it is Jesus who brings the standards of holy justice and the principles of divine truth. Not just to some, but to all nations. People can tell you that's not true. They can argue the, the principles of the gospel, the truth of the gospel, the theology of the gospel. They can say that it's, that's irrelevant, that it never occurred, but we know partly because of Christmas, that this is absolutely true. This passage speaks to the, 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 the gentleness and the, the humanity as well as the eternal permanence and established justice upon this earth. And the world awaits with expectancy for His new covenant. We go on. The people were eager to see the great sign when the whole world would see such a wonderful time. So often God speaks through Scripture or, or through our prayer life, and, and yet we, just like them way back then, try to rely upon our own understanding. We do it, don't we? And we get to the point... And we say, God, we just need a sign. And because of that, way back then, we continue to do it today. Look at Isaiah 7, 13 and 14. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too small a thing for you to try the patience of men? But will you try the patience of my God as well? Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Listen carefully. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and she will call His name Emmanuel, God with us. This is an amazing prophecy in regards to the coming Messiah. See, this was written 700 years before the first Christmas. This is 700 years before, before Mary encountered the, the angel and, and, and then the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus came 700 years. In our country, we can't really comprehend 700 years. Our country's not even 700 years old. And yet, God loved His people so much that He was going to send His only Son as the Savior 700 years before announcing it. Actually, it was even more than 700 years. We'll get to that in a second. It is here that God shows how He will bring Jesus, Emmanuel, into the world. It was not a secret or a surprise, but they, just like us, have to be aware of God's plan. The sign and promise of the coming Messiah, who will be called Emmanuel, literally God with us. They were to watch, they were to wait, they were to anticipate, and they were to welcome. What a time to live in. I'll say this though, I'd rather live in this time. It's amazing, isn't it? The nations had waited long year after year for the chosen of God to finally appear. The promises and the 
the prophecies. They were established. The people, generation after generation, were left to wait and to watch. Wait and watch for God's chosen to finally appear. Look at Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6. Behold, listen closely. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. And he will reign as king and act wisely and will do those things that accomplish justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the, the Lord of righteousness. When this prophecy was actually spoken, the, the Davidic monarchy had been broken, right? King David, that had been broken out of there. There was, there was an exile and, and things like that. But yet God, he reassures that he would rise up a king through David's line to fulfill the prophecies that were spoken before. An angel will visit a mother-to-be and the time will come for us to be free. Here we see the, the divine announcement to Mary, the chosen mother, to bear the Messiah, the Son of God. It is the announcement confirming what had been spoken about, what had long been waited for, is now coming to fruition. We find that in Luke 21, 26 through 34. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign forever over the house of Jacob forever. And in his kingdom there will be no end. See, Christmas, Christmas is coming. And with the promise of the birth of Jesus, so much has now been put into to place. So much has been initiated. Ultimately, salvation for anyone who calls upon Jesus. And with that comes freedom. And it's true freedom. It's freedom that the world cannot experience aside from Jesus. The kind of freedom that only Christ can provide. They'll travel to Bethlehem. Even though it is small, out of them comes a Savior who comes for us all. It was necessary for, for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem. And we wonder, well, couldn't he have been born anywhere? And, and why did it have to be Bethlehem? See, there's multiple reasons for that, but the prophet Micah gives us an important one. Micah 5, 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Epaphrath, you are too small to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me, one who is to bear to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient of days. I just, I love that one. I really do. 
See, God chose for the Savior of the world, the Christ, the Messiah, to be born in a pretty unlikely place. Maybe the most unlikely place. By man's standards, it's, it's hard to believe that, that someone so great, the Christ, the eternal God from the ancient of days, wouldn't have had a more spectacular entrance. But in God's wisdom and in God's plan, this testifies to the, the humility and the, the servant nature of Jesus. Now, I don't want anybody in here to make a mistake. Jesus' second coming, it will be more than spectacular. You can count on that. And I pray that, that, uh, that each and every one of us are on the right side of that encounter. The heavens will open and the shepherds will hear. Fear not, behold, I bring you good cheer. There's something about the shepherds. I don't know, maybe it's because I come from, from a line of, of farmers and, and people who, who work the earth, but I, I love that the announcement was, was with the shepherds. It's, there's something so beautiful about that and the fact that, that, that God is our shepherd and we are His sheep. Look at Luke 2, 2, 10 and 11. And the angel said to them, Fear not! For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The glory, the pure, incredible glory of the Lord. The first Christmas. Can, can you imagine the, the joy that, that the shepherds must have felt? Were they freaked out a little? It's an angel announcing it. Were they scared a little bit? But with that reassurance, and with that the Holy Spirit confirmed in them that in fact they would be witness. Some of the very first witnesses to the birth of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. They must have been overwhelmed just completely overwhelmed with that joy. But I also think that's the type of joy that each one of us can and should be overwhelmed with every time we look to our Savior. Amen? His name will be Jesus for all to adore, and yet many will deny and try to ignore. This is the unfortunate truth of the Gospel as well as for Christmas, right? Veggie burger versus real burger and, and things like that. Many will refuse the greatest gift that was ever given. Look at Isaiah 53.3. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and pain and, and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we did not appreciate his worth or esteem Him. I think we could put this into the present tense, can't we? He is despised and He is rejected by men and yet He chose to die for all and He chooses to love us all. But in Him salvation is offered to all redeeming us from Adam's terrible fall. 
Why Christmas? Because of the separation caused by the original sin. Way back in the Garden of Eden when, when the enemy tempted Eve and, and Adam and, and they, they acted upon that temptation and, and the original sin entered this world as we know it and it caused separation. It wasn't just that sin entered it was the separation that was caused by sin. Look at Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity, open hostility between you and the woman. He's speaking to Satan himself. And between your seed, offspring, and her seed, he shall fatally bruise your head and you shall only bruise his heel. That is the gospel contained in, in, in a small verse way back in Genesis 3.15, this put into place within our understanding the fact that God had a plan for our redemption and that Jesus would be that plan and that Jesus will in fact... Go back, go back. Jesus will in fact bruise His head. But the enemy can only bruise His heel. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Christmas is much more than a holiday. Hear me when I say that. Christmas has to be much more than a holiday. Christmas is a necessity. Do we understand that? And do we believe that? Christmas is a necessity. Now I can flip it. A new life in Christ for you and for me because Jesus came, I can be free. Are you walking in freedom? There's so many Christians that sit in church every, every single Sunday and, and, and they, have, they have taken all this junk in their life, past decisions, current, current situations, and, they, and they're holding on to it so, so tightly. They're so bound with those chains that they can't walk in freedom, even though because of Christmas, because of... Jesus Christ coming into this earth, walking this earth, dying for us upon the cross, taking our sins upon Him, we actually can walk in freedom. That's a lesson that the church must learn and understand. First, first and foremost, the body has to understand that we can be free. We can walk in that freedom. How can we lead anybody to freedom in Christ when we're so bound up that, that we ourselves aren't walking in freedom. So I ask you, are you walking in freedom? Are you walking in Christ? Isaiah 9 6. For to us a child shall be born, to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. Those are, those are freedom words. Those are words that we grab onto. Those are, those are descriptions of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that, that are available to us. We need to be employing those things into our lives. Yeah, and aren't those just great titles for Jesus? Wonderful Counselor. He is the Wonderful Counselor. There's a lot of bad counselors out there. You'll listen to people. You'll take bad counsel into your lives, but He is the wonderful counselor. He is, he is the mighty God. We never separate Jesus from, from
from the triune God, do we? Though he, he was here as, as 100% man, he continued to exist as 100% God. He was human and divine all at the same time. How does 100% and 100% add up in, in, in our feeble little minds? We can't comprehend it. We can't comprehend the Trinity. There's certain things we don't need to comprehend. We just need to trust in God's word for those things. He is the mighty God. He is the, the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. He is our blessed Shepherd. He is, he is our friend. He is our Savior. He is our Redeemer. Amazing. No longer must we wait for the sun to appear. These are the truths I choose to hold dear. What do you hold dear? What do you hold dear about this Christmas season? What do you hold dear within your life? See, we can look no further than, than Mary here for our example. Look at Luke 2.19. But Mary treasured up all these things, giving careful thought to them and pondering them in her heart. What, a, what an important verse that, that, that Luke was divinely inspired to, to, to have in here. Mary treasured these times from, from, from the, the beginning, from, the, from learning the prophecies, knowing that the Messiah would come to the point where she, she had that interaction with the angel Gabriel, experiencing the time with, with Elizabeth and, and, uh, and when she approached pregnant Elizabeth the baby John leaped in her, in, in her belly. All of those things to the journey, the 90-mile journey that she had to take pregnant, nine months pregnant, 90 miles. The, if, you're, if you're fit, if you're, if you're raring to go in those times, man, if you're a good walker, you can make that journey in four days. She was pregnant. It took, took more than that. It took... took over a week, we don't know exactly how long, but I believe every step she knew what was going on. She was carrying the Son of God. She treasured that. So even in her physical exhaustion and, and having to walk and having to leave her home, how many moms want to bring their baby into their home? Want to have them in a safe and secure environment? Even though she had to do all these things, and things looked weird and, and things were stressful. She treasured all these things. She gathered them up. She pondered them. And in the beautiful time, there's no room. There's no, you got to go over here to a little cave. You're going to have it where the animals live. And you're going to actually lay that, that brand new baby in, in, in a food trough. And yet there was joy in her life and she saw that for what it truly was and that she was a part of God's plan. And again, she treasured those. She gathered them up. She pondered them in her heart. Mary's experienced Christmas in its purest form, the glorious birth of, of Emmanuel, Jesus, the Savior of the world. And she held these things dear and close to her all the way to the cross. How do we hold Christmas? Oh, it's a day of the year. We'll get to it. Oh, it was a busy day. Now it's over. Now I can get on with my life. We're missing the essence of what Christmas is. It's not satisfying. 
it leaves us empty. It leaves us pursuing just the busyness of this world. We need to be treasuring up not only Christmas, but every single thing that God does in our life, everything we get out of Scripture, every time we go into prayer, everything that He shows us, our very testimony, we gather those up and we choose to treasure them. Now Christmas has come. It's a time to receive. All you have to do is confess and believe. For us, it all comes down to, to this point. It all comes down to right here. And though biblically, right? Though biblically, but also historically, Christmas has come, right? And, and, and Christ has made his entrance. That, that is now um, historical. That's behind us. We are now living in the church age. We look back upon those, those events and, and we celebrate those events. And with that entrance, and with the eventual atonement that we celebrate on Resurrection Sunday, Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, when He, when, when he took all of those things to the cross, having, having um, already taken place historically and biblically, those things are actually of no use to us until we ask Christ to be born into our life. Right? It's useless to us. It's useless to anybody. It's available, but it's not of use to them because they haven't accepted the free gift. They haven't employed the blood that was shared upon them to take away their sins. See, the Christmas story is meant to be personal. It's meant to be experienced by each one of us. So when we say Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We're not talking about the veggie burger holiday aspect of Christmas, are we? We say that to those that, that we see in the community. You go to the store, they, they check you out, and, and I hope you say, hey, may you have a, a Merry Christmas. What we're saying is, is may you have a, a blessed interaction with, with Christ the Savior, that, that He may be born into your life. Though you celebrate the holiday of Christmas, the true essence and intention of God is, is that you experience the birth of the Savior into your life. It is the point where Jesus becomes our Lord and our Savior and we enter into an eternal relationship with Him. Worship team, if, if you guys want to come up. See, this points to Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing His power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with Him the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting 
in his justification, that is being made righteous, being free of the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. Wow, did you know that's a Christmas verse? Did you know that's a Christmas scripture? Because it's all about that, that, that original, initial Christmas that each one of us has experienced. Was it December 25th? Not for me. Probably not for you. I pray for some people. True Christmas in their life happened on December 25th. It'd be easy to remember. But usually true Christmas happens in the most unlikely times and the most unlikely ways, doesn't it? time we allow Jesus to be born into our heart. Will you accept and open the wonderful, perfect Christmas gift your Father is giving you? I want to conclude this service. We're going to sing. I'm going to pray. But I want to just open up these altars. It's a time if you if you feel apart from God and, it, and, and you're not treasuring those things that have happened and you're not acknowledging the, the, the true Christmas gift that's being extended to you. I want, I want to invite you up and, and, and we'll have people, if you want prayer, we can, we can pray with you. It's not anything, I'm not trying to call anybody out or name and names or anything. You would just have to make available this time that, that if you want Christ in your life, if if, if you want today to be, to be your true Christmas, to have that Christmas experience of Jesus coming into your life, please come forward. I want to also invite anyone who is praying for friends and family that are apart from God. They're either unchurched or, or GD church. They're prodigals. They're, they're busy. They're just, they're scattered. They're, their life is in, is in turmoil, even if they, if they fake it. Can we just come forward this morning and pray for those that we so dearly want to, to experience Christmas, true Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I pray that you will have a Merry Christmas. If it's not today, maybe it's this week, maybe it's next month, maybe it's sometime this coming year. But as a church, we are obligated to pray for those that are that are apart from Christ. We are to pray for the sheep that are outside the fold. We are to pray for those that are not a part of the body of Christ. Can we do that? I think we all have people in our lives that desperately need a Christmas. They desperately need to experience Jesus. If you guys want to pull those, pull those lights down, We'll just make it a little bit more intimate. Maybe it's a little bit more easy to come forward. But let's just... Let's just be a praying church. Let's be a worshiping church. Let's exalt God. Let's celebrate this time of year. But like I say, we don't just celebrate Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday one time a year. That's an that's a everyday for us. Christmas too is an everyday for us. We call upon Him daily to be our Lord and Savior. In essence, we're, we're saying every day is Christmas. Every day is Christmas, minus all the nasty veggie burger stuff and going to the meat of the matter. We should be living 
as if every day is Christmas and every day is Resurrection Sunday. Amen? Pray with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for for prophecy. We thank you for your plan. We thank you that, that, that you didn't keep everybody in the dark. Lord, even now there's, there is a biblical as well as a historical record of your prophecies that have been fulfilled. And Lord God, that confounds the, the wise, right? Those that, that set themselves higher intellectually. This is confounding to them. And, and the fact that, that you decided to bring the Savior of the world, you announced your Son into this world in the most unlikely places with the most unlikely shepherd. And Lord God, the humility and the servant nature and it was just amazing as we look back help us to not get caught up in the modern day holiday of Christmas but to always go back to these beautiful biblical accounts as well as what you have done within each one of our lives be glorified Jesus we choose to celebrate you today and tomorrow and the next day and the next week and this year we will proclaim your name until your second coming which will be spectacular jesus it's all about you we love you we pray this in your name and everyone shout it out you guys the altar is open truly a powerful name and we need to speak that name we speak that name over our families we speak that name over our friends our community don't we and let's go out there and let's truly wish people a merry christmas we hope that they have one so we simply don't just say merry christmas we say i wish you a merry christmas i hope you have a merry christmas and and we know what that means and god knows what that means and and God will work that out in an amazing way. Be blessed this, this week leading up to Christmas. Don't focus on the busyness. Don't allow yourself to be too caught up in the holiday season. But take that special extra time and spend it with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be blessed. You guys are dismissed. You sing it. This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to bridgehelena.com. And we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.